Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is the show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing to help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. big fear as of our recording is an mri for chris sale yeah i've seen that on the twitters i've seen that on the uh espens i've seen that in other places there's some some concern there i am concerned as a red sox fan but also totally unsurprised (laughs) oh yeah i mean yeah yeah, you look at that guy and you think that's a body built for durability he i mean he's had problems (laughs) regularly over the last five years. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was hoping that, it, that it's nothing serious, but I I mean, they already said he wasn't going to be ready for opening day, so they were already planning on some sort of extended yeah, extended spring training for him. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty much in tank mode, <laughs> so they're pretty much in, like, you know, throw young guys at the at the wall and see what sticks. As far as I can tell, they're in nobody gives a crap mode. Well, yeah. All right, let's talk about other potential injuries. Uh, do you? What do you think about Stanton and Judge? How are they doing? Both are hurt. Um, both are hurt. Let's let's just call it <laughs> what it is. Both are not in not in peak form. I guess the question is, and it looks like neither one's going to start the season on the on the squad. So question is like who if you had to pick one if you had to pick the one that you thought was going to get well if you had to pick one this year who let's say five categories i i would take stanton here i i think i mean it's it's a real coin toss but i i think that i mean stanton I'm assuming I'm coming from a place of assuming that they both get roughly the same number of PAs this year. You and think Stanton so. per PA is better. I think I mean that's this that's the the zeroth order assumption, right? Because I don't have any better information than that available. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. So, I have to assume that they're going to get the same roughly the same number of PAs and Stanton is better per PA. So, that's my logic, but if you told me tomorrow that Stanton was going to be out for even even ten days more than Judge, I'd be like, "Oh, take Judge." So I guess that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to get at. Which one would you guess is going to have? I have I have no so you information. Take on that. I'll take Judge against yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Put it in the great in the bet box. Great, that's in the bet box. Uh, all right, let's do some happier baseball news here. Mike Trout golfing. Did you come by this naturally? This uh, video I did. on the Twitters. I came by it very organically. Where and it's a great video because he hits the golf ball and you're like, "Wow, that was an absurd amount of power." And then he turns around to look at the TV and you can see that they're all just so excited. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, he's playing top golf somewhere in what yeah. I assume New Jersey or Southern California. Or I well, never mind. I, I guess he's reported. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's probably 
They're in Florida, aren't they? I, sure, why not? I mean, they're they're both golf havens, so it could easily be either. <laughs> <laughs> but that ball, holy! I know. And and I just I, pretty amazing how far he hit that sucker. Yeah, it, it's really it's really stunning to watch that. So if you haven't seen it, I I recommend that. Take a look. What about other people goofing off uh, Trevor Bauer? Uh, well, it's funny. <laughs> it, it's sort of making the rounds. Um, book that I read that just kind of followed Bauer, Bauer's season in 2018 a bit. Um, he was talking about how in in the off season he was doing this to a bunch of college hitters essentially just as he was trying to tune up for uh for spring training he was doing it where he was he was telling the hitters what he was going to pitch and still mm-hmm. they couldn't hit it and this is a little bit you know a little bit more aggressive <laughs> to do it in spring training but yeah. i mean i think He's doing two things. Number one, this is something that he did before it was announced that the Astros were telling everybody what what was coming at them. Additionally, I think he's trying to figure out like if he's gonna, you know, if if there are gonna be teams out there that are gonna be doing this to him, he might as well, you know, figure out how well he can pitch. Anyways, I, I kind of <laughs> know know what it's like when somebody is stealing his signs. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fastball, fastball. Hey, change up here, guy. See if you can hit it. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I thought it was, I thought it was an interesting thing that I'm sure he's not going to do during the regular season. I'm sorry. I mean, it's Trevor Bauer. I'm sure that he's not going to do it every time he pitches in the regular season, but there could be a game in the middle of the year where he's just like, he's telling everyone I'm throwing the slider here and it's pretty easy. I, I could see there being some, (laughs) some opportunities for him to do that. So you actually completed your TGFBI catchers. I have a, a mental game plan, but have not executed yet we shall see who uh who ends up on the squad it's not gonna be good it's not gonna be pretty because i'm I'm staring (laughs) down rounds 19 and 20 selections (laughs) but i think actually to be perfectly honest my strategy last year for tgfbi catchers was to continue riding the whoever was going to get the most Mm -hmm. pas and it didn't work out that badly it was fine. Yeah, I just kind of jumped on them. I, I jumped on Francisco Mejia and Buster Posey. I might have reached on Mejia. I don't really know. Um, I think that he has... I really liked him last year. If he is able to get the plate appearances this year, I think that he could yeah. be pretty decent. Um, and then Buster Posey, total wild card. I don't like that I wasted you know, whatever round that was. Um. What, 18 and 19? Around 18, 19. Like I mean, yeah. it, I, I, is it really wasted? I, I don't know. I mean. There are players. This is a problem. And, and we're, this is the other piece that you, we want to talk about. We are in the point in the draft where it's like, just just grab him. Just grab, if you like him, just grab yeah. him. Grab him before he's gone. Yep. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you should assume that if you want somebody, that they're not going to be there next round because everybody's drafting in, like, <laughs> crazy town. So I have no problem about the value. I think that value is going to match. It's the opportunity cost that I'm concerned yeah. about here. Because I, there have got to be players. There will be players out there right now that I'm drafting, that I'm not drafting, who are going to be more valuable than those two guys. 
Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, the question is the question is is really a draft theory question, which is when you get to the back end of the draft, are you going for sure value, which is what picking two catchers when you need two catchers yeah. is? Yeah. Or are you going for straight upside picks? Yep. All right, a lot of baseball that we just batted around. Let's talk about some updates to the model. I have two two updates to the well, three updates to the model here. Okay. I worked through improving the the uncertainty bands. I worked through improving our batting average estimates. Okay. Mostly the mostly the uncertainties. And I worked on uh, designing pitcher tiers to try and explain the theory behind the order that our pitchers show up in. Yeah. <laughs> Just giving it a shot. So let's uh, let's march through these here. I uh, pushed everything, so everything is live on GitHub. I think it's actually a big improvement because in the last week I simplified the landing page, so oh, now you okay. just get the stats, no uncertainties on the landing page. Which yeah, we had talked about that being just as much as we love having the uncertainties and bashing people over the head with it. It's probably good to simplify it's just too much too much information i mean is there a way that i could move beyond web 1.0 in these table designs and convey that information probably potentially but am i doing that right now no yeah no. uh so the landing page is stripped stripped down but then when you go to the hitter and the pitcher pages separately you now get instead of a just one number uncertainty or what I would argue is strictly worse, the one number and the skew, <laughs> what you get is just a straight low and high estimate for individual players. Oh, L-whip. H-whip. L-whip. L-whip, H-whip. Yeah, the nomenclature could use a little bit of work if you, if you want to step in here. There, yes. Are there glaring problems, such as forecasting lows of giving back wins? Yes, that is true. Air whip but... <laughs> and low whip, low whip, air whip. Oh, there, there are a couple. Yeah, there are a couple negatives because I, I didn't put in, I didn't put in guards yet, which is, which is annoying. Uh, <laughs> Justin Verlander's low whip is zero point five nine. Well, okay, so let me explain what L and H mean. Okay. Low means that eighty uh, percent of the results will be higher than that. Yeah. And high means that 20% of the values will be higher than that. So we're so, saying that there will, well, so it captures the 20th to yeah. 80th percentile. 20th of the to 80th. So 60% yeah. of the distribution. Yep. That's right. And so I chose those, I chose those somewhat arbitrarily. Actually they're, the distributions are pretty, pretty steep outside of that. So you can actually treat those as, more or less all-encompassing, except for a few wild outcomes. Uh, and they feel pretty good. Feel pretty good to me. Okay. For the most part. Um, and it did... They Partly they feel good because I got to randomly learn a new distribution this week. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that. What is your new distribution? I need to... I really don't want to... I really don't want to talk about this that much. Don't but about Special in order Owens to, T. Owens in order T function. The, all right, so you have a Gaussian. And you can, Where's or a normal distribution, graph? and you can compute, I'm drawing it in the air, oh. you can compute the cumulative distribution function, which is 
if you go from you if you integrate over the curve what where you go from zero area integrated to 100% of the area integrated. Okay. That's a cumulative distribution. Okay. Now, that is an error function because obviously, of course it would be. But if you want to do if you want to compute the cumulative distribution for a skewed normal distribution, meaning that the distribution is tipped in one direction or another, you need to add this Owens T distribution which is not a distribution that I had ever heard of before, but it is implemented in SciPy, so I was able to just <laughs> use that. And so now what we have is I actually have a real honest-to-goodness distribution of outcomes for every single stat for all of these players, which is not something we had before. Uh, am I publicizing those? Absolutely not. <laughs> that would be a nightmare. Uh, am I giving you the 20th and 80th percentiles? Yes. <laughs> Wow, this is old. I know. People were fucking with weird distributions way back in the day. Defined by... Oh, I'm not even going to try to say that equation. Dude, it's not worth it. But I'm always I'm always interested in finding, finding new distributions that have niche applications. And I did not know, I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit, as a real math head here, I didn't know that the cumulative distribution function for a skew normal included Owens T. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, everybody. And, uh... Well, now back to your regular programming. <laughs> if you made it through that, the bottom line is that we actually have good estimates for low and high okay. accumulations of stats. It's a little bit better. Yep. And there's a massive upgrade on the batting average. And that's really the case study is that if you remember, even up until last week, our errors on the batting average were laughable. Now we have actual realistic uncertainties on batting average and i'm i'm really excited actually about this okay that's good that that has been one of our white whales we no longer have 100 point uncertainties (laughs) (laughs) i i mean i do like the 100 point uncertainty because well the 100 point uncertainties (laughs) were great because it meant that we forecast batting average bang on for everybody yeah oh you know within (laughs) our error distributions yes (laughs) exactly so now i am happy to to make real life predictions that i think will actually be usable and they actually look pretty good i mean spot checks on these i'm i'm curious what you think i mean basically i'm revealing these to you live right now so if you spot check and you see anything that looks weird you tell me, and we'll try and we'll try and sort out why they look weird. But I'm pretty happy. And then one more thing, just talking about rankings. We just talked about rankings for for batters, but I just want to emphasize what these rankings actually mean. So when when we give the total overall, we actually we give the we also give the number in the the value column. The idea, the idea basically that the difference between ranks one and ten and 100 and 110 is not equal. <laughs> yeah. So you you also want to be looking at you also want to be looking at the value curve. Uh, and just re-emphasizing that the value curve is important and I was looking at this in the context of of pitching tiers cuz people do things like publish pitching tiers. So I thought, okay, well let's let's see what our model returns for a pitching tier. So what I did was I fit the value curve distribution with a uh, with a order three polynomial and then looked at where the deviations were relative to that and so what that eventually showed is that certain guys are just 
worth whatever you could possibly spend on them. Some of them are investments, some of them are reasonable, and then I have an overpriced tier that are in basically where where they're natively falling in drafts would mm-hmm. suggest that like this is not the best spot for you to be spending on pitchers. And then eventually it returns to to real value again at the end, where every where everything has some inherent value. So I just gave you these tiers. Uh what do you think? The only one I'm gonna list will be tier number one, which is the guys that we think are always worth it, or I think are always worth it. Verlander, DeGrom, Scherzer, Cole. Yeah, in other words, even if you're even if you're taking them two, three, four, I guess. There, there's still some value there. Yeah, I, I think that those are those guys are a notch above. And then I'm more interested in your next group. Yes, I think those are the guys that are a notch above. I think that probably three out of four of those guys will end the year as as promised. And the other one is probably going to be an injury or something. Or I mean, I agree with that. Are you, you're going to try and renew your bet box where one of the top 12 guys doesn't, one of the top 12 pitchers is uh, is out for the season. <laughs> By what date, what date was it? Was it June 1? I think it was June one. I mean, you're you're staring at the list right here of the, of the guys that. So I would your have... list: Verlander, Degrom, Scherzer, Cole, Bueller, Flaherty, Kershaw, Strasburg, Grinky, Ryu, Nola, Patrick Corbin, and Morton. I don't know yeah. why I said Patrick Corbin. One of those will end up missing the remainder will be out for the season by june 1 are you willing to double to double down on that you mean who's number 13 i mean exactly chris sale Sale you're gonna give me chris sale as a as a push no of course not because i think that it's not clear that he's gonna be out for the season yet i understand but i think there's better than better than 33 percent odds that he's out for the whole season Give it to me as a push, then. <laughs> I can only win. Um, yeah, I'll say top, one of those top twelve players. Uh, let me ask you about this this overpriced tier. It's it's pretty it's relatively large. It encompasses for for us pitchers twenty two to thirty, what we would call twenty two to thirty three. Um, and these are guys that are just not worth it, but the model slotted into there. Some of these are a little bit of hot takes that they're on this list. Uh, that I'm calling that I would call them overpriced. Syndergaard, Barrios, Hendricks, Snell, Manaya, Paddock, Soroka, Giolito, Woodruff, Casilla, and Richards. I mean, I'm not saying that these guys are bad. Casilla's let me just not gonna get. Let me just be careful. Okay. I'm not saying that these guys are bad. I'm just saying that based on where they're falling in the draft, our model suggests that it's unlikely that they're going to return the linear value you're looking for. Right, that's the thing. Is this, this tier you are looking for someone who is going to be in that tier two? Someone who's going to jump from what the numbers say he should do to tier two. You're saying I am yeah. going to be able to get um, top fifteen starting pitcher value at um, at a discount in the. That's round. right, but but you have to. But I think you have to acknowledge that you're throwing darts on some level <laughs> in this one. But then after that, I gave you this giant tier of guys that I think are actually reasonable value. Basically, I would I would advocate for like 
take one of the guys from this giant tier five that you can get at way cheaper price points yep. than the guys in the overpriced tier. I don't like Eduardo Rodriguez at 34, but that's, I, I get you. Dallas Keuchel. So you've got Eduardo Rodriguez, Dallas Keuchel, Sonny Gray, Zach Wheeler, Hugh Jarvish, Carlos Martinez, Mike Fulton-Nevich. Is it Joey Luke Casey? Is that how you're supposed to pronounce it? Sandy Alcantara, Herman Marquez, Frankie Montas, Mike Fears, Masahiro Tanaka, Kenta Maeda, Jenny Cueto, Julio Tehran, Kirby Yates, Tyler Glass now, Chase Anderson, Chase Anderson, really? Lance Lynn, Jake Odorizzi, Dakota Hudson, Aaron Saval, Robbie Ray, Corey Kluber, Caleb Smith, Carlos Carrasco, Joe Musgrove, Zach Galen, John Means, and Animal Sanchez. You have them all as reasonable values if your drafts are going basically according to what we think your, your drafts are going. Well, I guess my point about that tier, which is 30 guys, 30, 30 guys that you just lot. listed, my, my point about that tier is that there's always going to be one of those guys available late in the draft when yeah. you're trying to fill out your roster. That's my whole point, and that I'm saying in TGFBI, the tier above this is gone <laughs> because somebody drafted them right early. Yeah, this tier, this other tier. I mean, there are guys on this list that are still available in in mine in my TGFBI draft at 250. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's the thing, right? Is these guys are going substantially behind um, where that overpriced group is going, where there is some reaches in there. There are some leagues where I bet you. Uh, Brios went ahead of. No, I don't think ahead of Clevenger, maybe, but Shane Bieber. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I get you. I mean, you're sort of setting up a straw man argument here, but I, I'm, I'm actually in agreement on the game theory side side of this. That yeah, if you're not going to get those first two tiers. Then you get the and basically, so you have the first two tiers that, that you mentioned. And then you have your reasonable players who all you're saying is draft them at the stated value point, at their ADP, at their yeah. um, their projected rankings. Draft them there. Do not reach. And yep. then you're saying that the next tier of guys is overpriced. Um, to get them, you will have to reach for them and then you're saying that you have a bunch of guys that that are good and i think that i would like to see i'd like to see more of your math on on how you got here (laughs) but i think this is something that we've been we've been dancing around for a while this is how we both feel like you should kind of attack pitchers yes i think that about brings us to the review session joe jimenez Joe Jimenez, yeah, the ostensible closer for the uh, Detroit Tigers. Observation number one, which is why I've liked him for a while. Dude looks like a closer. He looks like a turn-of-the-millennium closer who may or may not have found some enhancements. (laughs) He's a he's he's not he, a small guy. He believes that only your arm has to be in shape. <laughs> oh yeah, 
No, I love that. Well, that's how you get that much weight behind the ball. 6'3", 272 is his listed size. That is a big boy. He's not He's not small by any stretch of the imagination. That's a big boy. All right. Yeah. But he only recorded nine saves in 2019 in 59.2 innings, and that's because he had a late surge after they traded who? Who did they trade? Shane Green. Uh, Shane Green. After Shane Green disappeared on them, they got uh, they tapped Joe Jimenez, and uh, he looks like he's going to be the guy this year. Look at this. 12.3K per nine. He, I, I mean, he he strikes out some some bros. He and if you when I watched him, he strikes out guys on a variety of pitches. Like mm-hmm. he struck out, he he strikes out guys by blowing it past them every once in a while. Ninety five, ninety six fastball, four seamer. Strikes out guys with crazy movement on that slider, like great rise, great sink. And then he has, I think he's got a a curve as well. Uh, he's got a he's got a changeup that's got a little motion on it, and. All right. So he throws he throws a four seamer, a changeup, and a slider, and I watched guys strike out on all three pitches. <laughs> I also yeah. watched Yoan Moncada homer on a changeup, which was kind of like, ooh, I think he got that one. <laughs> <laughs> he knew he knew what was coming. <laughs> well, I like I sort of like pitchers like this who are um, who have a year where they're every where the, every pitch is everything. I mean, they are like you know miss. Miss, 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 gone. <laughs> miss, 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 gone. Well, that's like you the know, ultimate. I kind of like that because it's like because it, it, it's a precision versus error thing. You know, the precision is getting tighter. Uh, the precision yeah. versus accuracy thing. Yeah, uh, precision is getting tighter, and if you just move out those clear. <laughs> clear places where you missed i mean i think you have a higher percentage than just like kind of always sort of doing okay on your pitches i'm i'm with you on that one i i hope that he gets used i hope that he really retains the full-time closer job because then he's gonna be a fun guy to watch he's gonna be a fun closer he also i mean he was a closer in the minors so i think that it might have been more of a shock to be always one step away from being the guy in in Detroit, mm-hmm. and Shane kind of stayed a little bit longer than everybody thought. Well, that that is clearly true. I didn't realize that he's only twenty five. He's pretty young. Yeah, there yeah. Um, there started to be some buzz about him. What twenty sixteen? Yep. Um, yeah. Four years ago. Yeah, he was he was pretty young. Still is. Well, because it looked like he was going to be, you know, a r- real fireballer, but he's really invented him, reinvented himself as kind of a, a multi-pitch guy. From following him, or following him over the last few years, I think that it was a little bit of like they're like, "Hey, let's try to figure out how to get you into the rotation." He's like, "Nah, <laughs> okay, cool. Well, let's try to stretch you out." So, you... no, no. I mean, he does... <laughs> He does not. He does not have like the sustainable pitcher body type. <laughs> oh no, no, no! We're gonna get we're gonna get five fun years out of him, and then and we don't know if one of those years are, already came. <laughs> <laughs> that that is a good point. No, I I think he's he's fun to watch. He pitched. I watched him pitch both out of out of the windup and the stretch, and it was pretty good. Yeah, looks, I mean, I think he looks good. I think. 
he looks like he knows what he's doing. There's a, clearly a lot of weight moving around in his motion. <laughs> just, I, but that's the thing. It's like these pitchers, these power pitchers, you know, they're just getting so much weight behind the ball. They're not worried about it's nothing about deception. It's not really, it's not really worrying about you know release point. It is. I've got this ball in my hand. I got 270 pounds of me. I'm going to load myself back like a spring. I'm going to launch this ball forward. And there's like some, a little bit of intimidation because it's a big guy. Ball's moving hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. I'm I'm in. I know I know you're in. I'm in. But, but I, think, I think he's going to be a fun guy to keep an eye on this year. He's gonna, I think he's going to be. I think that, unfortunately, he is properly valued. Yeah. Like no matter what, that people are projecting his ERA to be higher than I think it's going to end up being. But sure. he's going in drafts exactly where he should be going. For I mean, he's going higher than you would kind of want um, for um, someone as unproven as him. But I think that that's the right spot for him. Agreed. Who shall we do next week? Shall we finish the uh, AL Central? Oh, if you want to finish the AL Central, I am down. You want to do some Ian Kennedy? Let's do Sir Ian Kennedy. Sir Ian. Sir <laughs> All right. Ian let's do it. Kennedy. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is worst luck to you, buddy. Worst luck to you, too. Yay!